Hi, and welcome to the second ever Top Notch Fantasy Podcast. I'm Dan Everhart, aka Big Bear DFS, and uh, tonight I have with me JDM, DFS JDM on Twitter, uh, the founder of Top Notch Fantasy. And we're here to talk about some week three NFL DFS plays for the main slate, primarily focusing on FanDuel. And uh, we're also going to touch a bit on what happened in week one and also what happened last week in week two. Uh, so, Josh, you want to uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to anyone new listening? Yeah, absolutely. What's going on, Big Bear? Um, again, this is Josh Matigan, uh, also known as DFS JDM on Twitter, as you guys should know by now. Um, yeah, just to kind of recap on what you said there with, um, I know we kind of didn't do a podcast week two, kind of had some technical difficulties and stuff, but um, kind of go back and retouch on week one. I mean, it was kind of, I think you would agree with me that it was a pretty chalky slate in general. So, I mean, we definitely Absolutely. killed it. Uh, I mean, probably everybody did as well. So, um, but yeah, we did pretty well for week one. All of us did as a, as a squad on the top notch crew. Um, basically every chalk play kind of worked out. Um, and then kind of going back to last week on week two, it was kind of a, a weird week because obviously there was a lot of chalk um, and a lot of the chalk kind of failed. So um, I know some of us were on the border of cashing, some cash, some didn't. Um, I know myself, I cashed by like 0.28 in the big double ups, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a unanimous cash for us. Like it was in week one um, DraftKings, I crushed. But FanDuel was just so chalky, and I missed. And DraftKings had Patrick Mahomes, like, really, really cheap. And so it was almost impossible to not play him. And, of course, he went off. So all my cash games exploded. But, you know, on on FanDuel, it was definitely a little bit different. But that's why we're going to bounce back for week three. And that's why we're here to uh, talk about some of the plays that uh, we'd like to look at. So I don't know about you. Are you, like, watching this abortion of a – Jets Browns Thursday night football oh, I, game. Oh, I didn't even turn it on. I actually fell asleep. No, no. Watching, yeah, I just keep watching, like, watching the trash can Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I keep seeing all these Twitter updates that are just talking about how horrible it is. But now Baker's in, I guess. So yeah, yeah, I did notice that on Twitter. I did notice that on Twitter that it's a uh, Baker Mayfield season now. Forever hopeful are the Browns fans. So <laughs> trying to get that free beer out of the fridge, but um. But yeah, so let's uh, let's take a look. We can go we can go game by game. I think is probably the best um, because then that gives some insight into either site really. Like I'll probably be talking about in regards to pricing. It'll be mostly uh, Fanduel pricing. Um, you know, obviously the format's just a little bit different in the fact that they don't have full PPR, but now they have the flex instead of the kicker. So really, like any of the plays we talk about are probably. Uh, pretty good on either side, to be honest with you. So if you see a big pricing differential, all the better, you know, go after that guy. So um, JDM, do you want to, uh, let's talk about this San Francisco, Kansas city game. Let's just get right into it. Cause I think that game is going to be pretty hot. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So we have San Francisco at Kansas city. Um, Kansas city is a six and a half point favorite, which seems from their last two performances, I would say a little low. What do you, what do you think on that line? Yeah, I mean, Vegas is definitely uh, – they're usually scared to put somebody above a full touchdown unless it's like, you know, your Patriots or something. But even then this year, they're probably not going to be doing that. And they'll do it if they're playing against, like, the Bills or, you know, the Browns maybe <laughs> or right. – uh, <laughs> Even my my Steelers, the way they've been playing, my God! But um, you know, I think I think that's probably the case. San Francisco hasn't looked great, but it's not really a fair evaluation, almost in my opinion. So, I mean, Week One they played Minnesota, who's just like unbelievable on defense, right? Like you mm-hmm. know, right there with Jacksonville, honestly, in my opinion. Right. Um, so it's it's hard to get uh, it's hard to get like a really good gauge on how they are, how they're going to play, you know, how good they are. Um, last week they played Detroit. I thought they would have done a lot more. 
Um, you know, obviously they weren't terrible. Not to rub it in, but um, you know, I thought Jimmy Garoppolo just hasn't been nearly as impressive as everyone says, uh, as far as a fantasy perspective goes. Like, obviously he's a good quarterback. San Francisco made a great move to pick him up, but uh, from a fantasy perspective, he's just not really putting up like big numbers. Um, we saw Brita explode last week, and I'm kind of expecting that to happen again this week. Uh, we know Kansas City's defense is terrible, um, so I mean, I'm I'm all over this game. I think almost everyone will be. I think the total might be probably one of the highest of the year if I was remembering correctly. It's either this game or. The New Orleans game. They, they have yeah, this total. yeah, this game's the highest out of the slate on the main, or actually all the games uh, on week three. Um, it's like six points or something, right? Like that's unheard of. Yeah, it's fifty-five and a half, which is insane. That's that's incredible. Like anything over fifty is really really good, uh, and usually you only get up to like fifty-one, maybe fifty-two or fifty-three, uh, but fifty basically fifty-six is like out of this world. So. Um, unfortunately on FanDuel, I don't really like Mahomes that much. Um, you know, Jimmy G is certainly cheaper, but like I was just saying, like he doesn't really have, uh, a huge ceiling for me. I guess he'd be fine in cash games, but I don't know, man, what are you thinking? Last week we saw some San Francisco guys that were chalk and they totally just dropped the ball. Uh, and you know, Pettis being the chief wide receiver and then you have Kittle, Kittle at uh tight end and he wasn't very good either. So. Yeah, uh, going off that game, I'd start on the San Francisco side. I mean, like you said, Jimmy G, he's probably cheap, but I don't know what his FanDuel price is. What is it again? It is 7,400. 7,400, okay. Yeah, but like around him, you know, you got Wentz coming back. Um, You got Andrew Luck against Philly, which I don't really like. Matt Ryan's a little bit more expensive. Sean Watson's just a little more expensive. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a bad cash play, but like you said, it's, he, he hasn't shown much in his first two weeks. I mean, he could have, he could have destroyed my Detroit Lions last week and he didn't really. Yeah. And it was all burrito, but I mean, the good thing going for him is like you said, that Kansas City's, the Kansas City Chiefs defense has absolutely been horrendous. Um, the first two weeks, I mean, they've given up, I think, 32.5 points. Um, they're allowing, I think, um, let me see, I saw a stat that they're allowing 105 yards passing over the air in the first two games, which is insane. Um, but like you said, Jimmy G hasn't really shown a lot in the first two weeks. But like you said, he could go out there. I mean, Stafford destroyed the Niners even though they lost. And then obviously Rivers had that huge game where he threw for about 500 yards and four touchdowns, but that's also Phillip Rivers though. Um, yeah. He's playing the Rams and stuff. So like Jimmy G might be, I don't know. I might actually be kind of talking myself into him being a just totally fine cash game quarterback. The floor mm-hmm. is certainly fine. Uh, I don't think we haven't seen the ceiling, but if we're going to, it's going to be this game. Because if you think about it from a game script perspective, like, you know, the, the total is obviously humongous, right? But then uh, we know that Mahomes is basically just GOAT right now, and he's putting up numbers left and right. They're going to be scoring like crazy. San Francisco doesn't have that great of a defense. And I just saw that, um, oh, my God, I'm having a brain fart. The corner from Seattle that they got. Oh, Richard uh, Sherman? Yeah, thank you. Richard Sherman is uh, questionable for this weekend. So their defense is even worse than normal. Um, and so I think Mahomes is going to put up a ton of points. If that's the case, you're going to have Jimmy G having to throw a whole lot. So, you know, he's certainly a fine cash play. I just, I don't really like it in GPPs at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I think, I think San Francisco is going to be playing from behind most of this game. So it's going to force them to air it out, which like I said, Kansas City's defense isn't very good. So he could definitely put up a bunch of points, bunch of yards, Two, three touchdowns. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, I was going to say I'd be interested to to see if he gets Marquise Goodwin back. If he does, then I'd be much more interested in Jimmy G. But I mean, do you think that this could be? uh, Do you think that this could be a Kittle chalk week again? I I don't think so personally. 
I think, let me see, I think I saw something about Marquise Goodwin possibly playing. Um, that's why I'm curious. I think that's a situation to monitor. Because if he's back, like, that's his favorite receiver. Yeah. Like, he showed it. Right. After yeah, last week. Yeah, I think I saw because he's on my fantasy team. So it showed that he was practicing, but he's limited at practice. So, I mean, I think he plays, um, which would make him a good receiver. I, th- I mean, I would, assume, would. I would assume he's probably mid-tier on FanDuel, maybe on the cheaper side since he's been out. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I don't think I would play him straight back from injury, um, but I do – it makes me like uh, Garoppolo more. So um, as far as other people on uh, the San Francisco side, I think Burita is definitely reasonable, certainly on DK. Um, You know, I think he's a fine play on FanDuel too, is honestly. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Depends on some other things that might fall into place with the JHI injury and stuff. So keep an eye on who the chalk running backs are going to be. But I think Breida could be a fine play. I think Kittle is a little too expensive for me on FanDuel. I can't believe this price went up after last week's crappy performance. So um, Kansas City, I don't know why. I mean, I look like an idiot, but I almost never play Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, but, uh, you know, I could see him obviously having a good game. He's just so expensive for me. And Mahomes is the – top price quarterback on FanDuel this week. So anyone on Kansas City you're looking at? I mean, I'm looking at their whole team, basically. Um, yeah. I don't right? care that Mahomes is the most expensive. Uh, what is he? Uh, he? 900? 900, yeah. I mean, without without Tom Brady on the slate, I mean, you, have, you still have Aaron Rodgers, but he I heard he was absent from He's practice. Hurt. Yeah. Um, but, I mean – he's definitely, I mean, obviously the first two weeks he's been absolutely dominant. Uh, he's incredible. It's, it's insane the way he throws the ball. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think you could definitely pay up for him. Um, I don't think San Francisco's defense is that good. And uh, mm-hmm. he has all these weapons with Tyreek Hill, Kelsey Hunt running out of the backfield. Um, and only a six and a half point spread with a huge over under. I mean, I think you definitely have to give some Kansas City in there. If it's not Mahomes, Tyree, Mahomes, Kelsey, or maybe just like a Kareem Hunt, if you're not going with the quarterback receiver stacks. I, I mean, honestly, I really don't hate Kareem Hunt at all uh, this week, like especially on DraftKings where he's a little bit more mid priced, but on FanDuel, I mean, he's 7,900. That's. You know, over a thousand less than Gurley, uh, and it's almost a thousand less than Kamara. So I don't hate it. I mean, he wasn't terribly involved last week, uh, but you got to imagine like they're going back and forth with Pittsburgh like crazy, and he mm-hmm. still got his uh, receiving touchdown, and you know he got points. So I don't hate it. Uh, you definitely want to just have pieces of this game sprinkled throughout any and all of your lineups. Is really, I guess, the the theme of the story here. Definitely. So, all right, uh, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the next game. We'll just go in order on what I'm seeing here. Um, Green Bay, Washington. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this one. I think, like, uh, you know, I know I said earlier I was going to talk a lot about uh, FanDuel, but I keep kind of drifting over to DraftKings. I think um, a somewhat sneaky play to me is Chris Thompson for Washington. I mean, he's just been. He's incredible. Like he's he's really really good in the in the uh, passing game, and we know that Alex Smith does not throw the ball downfield at all. Uh, you know, Thompson got like 16 targets last week or something crazy, and um, you know they're going to be playing from behind against Green Bay, assuming that Aaron Rodgers plays. So that's really kind of the key to all of this is whether or not Rodgers plays. But you know, Chris Thompson GPP only. Um, but otherwise, like I'm honestly not touching this game on either side, given the Rogers news and you know how iffy it is. Even if he plays, it sounds like it's still bothering him a lot. So, what are you thinking? Um, I'm not too crazy about this game either. Um, Green Bay at Washington. Green Bay a three and a half or a three point favorite on the road. Um, over under, kind of in the middle of the pack to the lower end um, of these games at a forty five and a half. Um, 
like you said, it comes it kind of comes down to if Aaron Rodgers plays. I mean, I personally think he plays. There's no way he sits out. Um, but starting on that Washington side, um, Green Bay's defense isn't that good. Um, but I personally don't like Alex Smith as a quarterback. Um, you didn't you did mention a good point that he does he does not like to throw the ball deep downfield. So I mean, Chris Chris Thompson. I'm pretty sure he's cheaper on DraftKings. I don't play too much DraftKings, but on FanDuel, he's 6,500, which is a mid-tier. And I think you touched on his receptions last week. He was targeted 14 times, which 13 receptions, which is insane. It's um, nuts, man. And he only rushed the ball four times for one yard. So obviously yeah. he's not going to get a bunch of handoffs. He's like in – if Rodgers plays, obviously Washington's playing from behind this game, which allows him to take basically every snap and probably have a lot of dump-off passes from Alex Smith and stuff. but. Um, not too crazy on Washington besides, like you said, Chris Thompson is possibly a GPP play, um, at 6,500 on the green Bay side. I mean, if you're looking at Rogers with the injury and stuff, like I said, I think he plays, but with Rogers being 8,800 on FanDuel, I'd rather spend up a hundred bucks more for Mahomes. So yeah, I agree. Probably, I agree. probably not targeting Rogers. Um, not really on their running game either. Um, definitely not. With, probably uh, not even on the receivers. I mean, if Rodgers goes, I mean, you could probably look at Geronimo Allison. I'm assuming he's somewhat reasonable on Fanduel, even though he's caught two touchdowns. Um, that's what I was gonna say, actually. If you wanted, like, I don't want to call him necessarily a flyer, but you know, somewhat deep GPP. Um, you know, I don't hate the idea of a uh, Geronimo Allison. I mean, he's only five K on FanDuel, you know, yeah. so, uh, I mean, I, that's phenomenal if you're looking to save some salary in a GPP and go like a stars and scrubs kind of, kind of way or something. But mm-hmm. again, I would be very focused on what they're saying about Aaron Rodgers, even if he does play, uh, you know, what's it going to look like? Cause I mean, he brought them back against the bears and stuff, but man, like the way he was like throwing and turning and, Stuff like that. It was that was rough. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Uh, what what game do you want to talk about next, man? I'll let you take uh, the lead. Let's see here. Let's go. Let's go Indianapolis at Philadelphia. Um, okay. That game. I like. At Philly, obviously, Philly is a six and a half point favorite after Fence Magic threw all over them last week. Um. <laughs> The total's at 47 and a half, um, middle of the pack, probably uh, closer to the, up the top of the games on the over-under totals. Um, I'll let you start with this one. What do you think from, let's go from an Indianapolis Colts standpoint, anyone that catches your eye from the Colts? Not a soul, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love I love General Andrew Luck so much, man, but uh, I just I can't do it in DFS. Uh, I have T.Y. Hilton and season-long leagues and stuff uh, sprinkled out, but I can't touch anyone on that team for uh, DFS. I think people talk about Doyle, but, man, like, I was surprised to see Detroit let go of Ebron because I think he's pretty talented. So they might run two tight end sets, or they might just, like, split the targets and split those snaps and stuff. And I'm just not into it. Like, everyone really loves to punt tight end with Doyle, and it's like, this is old habit from last year. You're not paying attention to the way the team has changed this year. Luck is throwing the ball much shorter than ever before, which you would think would be great for the tight end, but I just don't find it to be terribly predictable yet. So there's no one on that side of the ball that I can, I can reasonably look at. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. Um, I mean, anyone I would recommend from them would be straight GPP no cash like you said it's it's hard trusting this team from a yeah. standpoint um i mean if you're looking at gpp i would look at possibly ty helton um i know he's i think he was absent from practice a couple of days or something like that i saw uh but he is priced up there at 7500 which kind of a lot for him uh, i mean he's getting the targets and stuff like that but uh, I mean, the one guy that I would probably look at a little bit more, and I did see that Doyle has been missing from practice, would be Ebron. Um, good old 
former Detroit Lion who everyone does not like, including myself, because um, obviously, frankly, he can't catch the ball. But I always liked him coming out of North Carolina. I thought he was going to be very talented, but I don't know, man. My brother-in-law is a big Detroit fan, and he hated him. Well, I, I, I didn't like him either. Um, but, yeah, the only guy I would look at possibly even consider – Besides Hilton would be Ebron at fifty five hundred on FanDuel if Doyle does not go on Sunday. Yeah, if Doyle if Doyle doesn't play, that's a really good point. Actually, if if Doyle doesn't play, I would I would be all over Ebron. But like that tight end situation, like I was saying before, I think one of them like basically has to be out for me to really look hard at one of them. Um, You know, or hunting with Doyle before, and I just I hate it. I really hate that idea. So. Um, Philadelphia, though, on the other hand, uh, I think they got some nice plays. Uh, you got Wentz coming back, and um, you know, I really like Zach Ertz a lot. Mm-hmm. Tight end position is not often paid up for, um, and if it is, it's usually Gronk, maybe Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's $500 more, which isn't huge, um, but I think Ertz could potentially be a nice little pivot. Um, you know, he's 7K on FanDuel, which I realize is expensive, but if you think about a wide receiver around that same range, I think Ertz could easily put up those numbers or maybe even exceed them. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure Alshon Jeffrey isn't playing this week, so you got Nelson Aguilar in the mix. And then earlier this week, a lot of people were thinking that maybe it would be Wendell Smallwood Chalk Week because it looks like J.H.I. might not play. Uh, Darren Sproles is day-to-day, so got to keep an eye on it, but they have like four running backs. So keep an eye on that situation. But I really like Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, maybe not on the same lineup, but I like both of those guys a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Cart- the big news is Carson Wentz is back. Foles has been absolutely awful the first two weeks after beating my yeah. Patriots in the Super Bowl, um, surprisingly. Um, yeah. Bad. Um I mean, you could definitely argue with Carson Wentz. I mean, I probably wouldn't play him in cash coming off of the injury and stuff. And not yeah, for sure not. Two weeks, but I mean, at 7,400, he he could basically put up numbers as a top-tier quarterback this week. Um, but huge risk, though. Um, so I would say GPP only, but extremely risky GPP play. Um, the one guy I do really, really, really love um, is Corey Clement because I don't think yeah. Ajayi or some Sproles plays this week. And, I mean, like you said, they do have a lot of running backs. And, I mean, he didn't get too many touches, but he did get six targets uh, last week and caught five balls for 55 yards. That's um, nice. And he's 5,800 on Fando, which is extremely cheap. So, I mean, I think if Ajayi and Sproles don't play, I think it's Corey Clement chalk week on Fando. Probably that's, too. I said Wendell Smallwood. I definitely meant Corey Clement. I get them confused. Which that's what I thought. Weird. I was like Wendell Smallwood. I was like that dude doesn't even play. No, I definitely meant Corey Clement. Good call. That's who I meant. Sorry. But yeah, um, that that helps you afford like the Michael Thomas's, Todd Gurley's, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, the. Uh, uh, you know, all those guys. So that's that's a good call for sure. And like. Honestly, I kind of hope it doesn't happen because that'll be like three weeks in a row now already where we've had a super choppy, super cheap run back. And it's just, honestly, I hate it, man. Make these people think a little bit more and so that you can have like some diversity. Like there shouldn't be 60% ownerships across the board. Right. Yeah, last week was so, ridiculous. Yeah. It's, well, um, week one was like just a laughing stock, but I guess it's kind of to be expected. But. Yeah. All right. Um, let's jump into, let's see, Buffalo, Minnesota. I think I'm probably going to be fading that game primarily. Um, you know, Minnesota obviously went off last week, but again, that's game scripts. Like, not that Minis- not that Buffalo's defense is any good, but Green Bay's defense is also pretty terrible, mm-hmm. except Green Bay can score. And so you have to turn around and put up points as well. So. Something to always keep in mind when you're building your lineups and like looking at games is like, what's this? What's the flow? What's the script of this game going to be like? Is this going to be a crazy shootout like Pittsburgh, Kansas City last week? You know, mm-hmm. so Buffalo, Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota can win that game, putting up 13 points. 
Um, yeah, that game's. Uh, I mean, Buffalo at Minnesota. Um, the line on that game is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Minnesota sixteen and a half point favorites. I would gladly oh, take. God. I would gladly take Minnesota and the line Dang. to cover that. One hundred percent. Wow. And the that total is- and the total is at forty and a half. Forty and a half. Yep. I almost want to say lock the under. Oh, 100%. Unless Minnesota just then, feels like shit voting. Oh, there's there's no way Cousins and all these guys play into... Fourth mid- quarter? Thir- midway in the third quarter. Yeah. I could see it being really a really rough outing for uh, young Josh Allen going against that defense. That defense is just like terrifying, man. They're yeah, so good. He, he, oh. he, Josh Allen may pull Avante Davis at halftime. it is so unreal i I just cannot believe that that happened oh my gosh that's crazy but yeah from from what you said um i mean i wouldn't i would say fade minnesota i mean they're they're probably gonna put up i would put up somewhere near 30 points on buffalo and they can just stop scoring and run the clock out yeah and like they just don't really need to you know i mean like i guess maybe watch for dalvin cook news like i feel like you know, he's going to play probably, but on the off chance that they just decide to sit him, like Latavius Murray could be nice and juicy. Um, but I, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm totally off that game. You know, I think it's important to kind of eliminate some games. I said this in the week one podcast, but I think it's really important to kind of like narrow your player pool. Um, you know, and there's games that you can look at the total and you can look at what you think the game is going to play out like most likely outcome uh, or scenarios or what have you, and just write them off. Like, don't even touch them. Yeah. I mean, these Vikings guys, they're not cheap right now, you know, and it's just, to me, it's just not worth the risk when you compare the upside. I mean, Cousins is $8,600. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, he's not going to need to throw that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, no, thank you. I'm off that. So, yeah. Uh, what game you want to talk about next? Um, before we talk about another game, um, hang on. Let me let me just see what Minnesota's defense. I think they're the highest. Nope, they're second highest. I would absolutely lock in Minnesota's defense next week in cash. Oh, good call. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. At forty nine hundred. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. I don't you're think right. I don't think Buffalo scores on them, and I don't think they score an offensive touchdown. Yeah, uh, I I I think you're probably right. Um, you know, I was thinking about trying to be cute with Chicago's defense, which we'll probably talk about later. Um, but there's just, there's no reason to, you know, yeah. people picking whoever plays, you know, basically free square defense that plays Buffalo. But when you have like a ridiculously good defense against Buffalo, it's a no brainer. Don't overthink it. Right. Good call. Yep. So, um, let's see next game we could go to, how about Oakland at Miami? Um, Miami's a three-point favorite at home with a 44-and-a-half over-under. Um, anybody that catches your eye from this game at all? Well, I know that uh, you know this is a podcast and not a video podcast, so you probably couldn't see me throw up in my mouth when you said uh, Oakland at Miami, but I definitely did. Uh, I have absolutely no interest in this game on either side of the ball. To be completely honest, like I don't want to kind of brush through too many games, but this game is just – I just – I don't see any appeal on either side. I mean, Miami does not play very fast. Oakland, weirdly enough, like Gruden was kind of like this big QB, QB guru, and like I think he just wants to go old school and just pound Marshawn Lynch like old school style and you know play defense without Khalil Mack somehow and still throw Derek Carr under the bus even after he like only has three incompletions. So I'm not, I'm not really on it. I guess Amari Cooper maybe because I feel like they're trying to force feed, but that'd be like super deep GPPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too interested in this game at all. Um, I would say nobody from Oakland. Uh, that offense has been pretty bad the first two weeks. Like you said, with Gruden trying to go old school part, pound Marshawn Lynch that's that's not going to work um they're going to have to let Carr throw that ball like 40 times and I mean Amari Cooper I mean he's 
he hasn't been that good going back to last season. No. Um, but he mm-hmm. thought this would be another breakout year for him, and Frank didn't yeah. do anything. He was good this last week, but like, I mean, it wasn't even that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they did. I think did they face Denver? <sighs> What's that? Sorry, did they face Denver last week? Uh yes. Yeah, maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm not on anybody from Oakland. I mean, the only person from Miami that would catch my eye would be Kenyon Drake. He's 6,800 on FanDuel, which is mid-tier, not bad. Um, but from the first two games of the season, the Oakland Raiders' defense has been – their rush defense has been awful. Um, I think they're dead last, giving up yards per game at 154 right now on the ground per game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that would that would be the quarterback play I would think of. Yeah. But they can't get to the quarterback, and like, there's just no one exciting in this game. Like you said, um, I mean, Kenyon Drake's a good player, but for whatever reason, they're like actually running out Frank Gore a little bit. So I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan of anyone in that game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, that's the only person I would think of, but not for cash though. Obviously, this is if you want to get a little weird GPPs and take a $6,800 Kenyon Drake then I wouldn't be mad at you. Yep. But what do you think about uh, Cincinnati, Carolina? Um, not too much interest on the side. I mean, Carolina's defense is pretty good. Um, I mean, Carolina favored by three points at home over under at 43 and a half, um, which is on the lower side um, of games this week. Um, I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't recommend Andy Dalton. Uh, no. What is he on FanDuel? He's 7,200. Yeah, he's cheap. Yeah. I mean, had a good game against the tough Baltimore defense, but that Baltimore team looked awful. Um, yeah, they um, and I believe, and I think Joel Mixon has been, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So he's not there. Um, let me see how much Bernard is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not playing Bernard at 6400 on FanDuel. If he was a little cheaper, I might. Yeah, hell no. I mean, like, and I think that, honestly, <clears throat> they're going to still figure out a way to make it a committee. Oh, 100%. So I'm not, I'm not into that at all. But I think this is where they're going to try and, like, prove themselves and see, you know, what they're all about. Because on the road against Carolina, like, that's a pretty big game. That's tough. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, anybody from the Panthers side that catches you right here? Uh, not on FanDuel, but, um, you know, on DraftKings, uh, Cam Newton is actually, like, really cheap for the floor that he provides. Mm-hmm. I think and he's also the type of quarterback that you can just run out there naked without having, like, a pass catcher stacked with him or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's totally reasonable to play cam newton in cash on DraftKings, but um you know aside from him i i'm not a fan of anyone to be honest with you like mccaffrey is fine but cincinnati is i mean mccaffrey is really good but you know i just i don't love it i, I don't love this game right what's uh what's newton's price on uh DraftKings? i think he's only like 6k wow yeah, oh. right. I think he's 8K on FanDuel, which I don't like playing Newton at all in Fan on Fan or. Like, no, he's like general. super. Yeah, he's super expensive there. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he's only like 6K on DraftKings. My yeah. app is super slow right now. I'm trying to pull it up, but yeah, like you said, the only guy I would consider on the pan on Carolina would be McCaffrey. I mean, um, I think the Bengals are giving up a lot of yards. Um, over the air, not so much on the ground. Um, and fr- uh, f- um, quite honestly, the, Car- the Car- Carolina really doesn't have any receivers um, since Olsen's gone down. I mean, you could say Funches, but I mean, like I said, w- with Cam Newton at quarterback, that take kind of he, he kind of takes away production from his receivers um, yeah. with all his uh, scrambles and goal line touchdowns and goal line runs and stuff like that. Um, the only guy I would look at would be McCaffrey since, I mean, obviously he's not going to, they're not going to hand the ball off to the guy, but he could probably see another 
12, 15 targets and catch eight, 10, eight to 10 balls for 60, 70 yards and a touchdown at 7,900 on FanDuel, which, right. which, um, I could definitely, I could definitely see paying for him, but on the off chance that, you know, the Bengals are actually legit, then you would see really great games from Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. And that's why, like, when you are doing game stacks for GPP lineups, you know, and you take two or three guys, you want to run it back because, like, the odds are uh, if those two or three guys that you're stacking are doing well, it's because the other side's probably doing well, too. Right. You usually don't see, like, big-time blowouts, you know. You'll see lots of garbage time that makes the score much closer and stuff like that. So something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to go to uh, next game here? Yeah. All right, yeah. let's go um, the New York Giants at the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah. The Texans are 6 point favorites with a 42 over under um anybody like in this game so i've been a little disappointed in texas uh in the texans and i'm sure that you know their fans are even more disappointed i thought deshaun watson would come back and you know blow the doors off but i guess he set the bar just so high excuse me so i i kind of like you know watson and uh fuller I mean, Fuller has just been, like, out of this world. So I'm a fan of that, um, but not for, like, cash or anything like that. So other than that, though, I mean, I'm, you know, I think I'm probably mostly off this game. Uh, The Giants looked like absolute garbage uh, recently. So Saquon got, like, a bajillion targets because the offensive line can't block anyone. Um, But... You know, Will Fuller's legit. Everyone thinks that he's basically like Deshaun Jackson, but um, you know, I think I think he's more consistent than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like you said, you point out that the New York Giants—they look absolutely horrendous. Um, I wouldn't touch anybody from this team besides Saquon Barkley. I actually kind of like Barkley more that I look at it now. Um, I think the Giants play from behind this game and. Frankly, I think he gets a lot of uh, checkdowns. I could see that for um, sure. I mean, he's eight. He's eight K on FanDuel, so I mean, I don't think he's a cash play just for the because of the guys that are in front of him that you could spend up another two to five hundred on and Mara right. or get obviously Todd Gurley, but I mean Gurley's thirteen hundred dollars more. But I mean, I'd rather spend up and get five hundred. Take the five hundred uh, and spend up on Kamara over Barkley, but that makes Barkley a good GPP play because nobody will be on him. Exactly, especially on DraftKings. Like Fanduel, it's so touchdown dependent. Oh yeah, and you know they're gonna they're gonna struggle to get into the end zone. Uh, I mean, he busted a big one against Jacksonville in Week One, <clears throat> and sometimes those big plays, you know, there's a lot more variability to them. I don't want to say that it's a luck play, but. Um, you know, it's certainly not going to be super consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but then, you know, on DraftKings GPP play last week, Saquon got 16 targets, dude. Yeah, it's he had 14 catches. Like that's, that's just the stupidest thing. That's, that's what they should be doing with David Johnson in Arizona, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. But, um, yeah, I like it as a I like it as a GPP pivot a lot actually because his ceiling can be just like outrageous. Houston has not proven themselves whatsoever to be, you know. I, I took him last week against Tennessee, who had no tackles, and you know they were playing uh, Blank Gabbert, and like the Houston defense really wasn't very good, uh, and neither was their offense, quite frankly. So. You know, I I could see that. I could see that game being a little lower owned and uh, Saquon being a really nice pivot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would I would just suggest Saquon from the Giants. Um, not really on anybody from the Texans. Like you said, Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson was expected to have a good follow up performance. I mean, obviously he got injured. Um but he just hasn't looked that good. Um and frankly, I I mean, Fuller's a little too expensive for me on FanDuel at 7200 I don't know what he is on DK. He might be a little bit more cheaper where he's a better play there. But 
Um, frankly, I'm kind of off that game on a whole besides maybe Barkley. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. All right. All right. You can go ahead and choose the next game now. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping up the 1 o'clock games. Um, let's go to – well, okay, let's move through Denver and Baltimore um, because I'm not really on hardly anyone here. Baltimore's defense isn't great, but they're at home. Uh, Denver's looked better, um, but, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, probably their best offensive player, uh, had I think he had to leave the game last week. Did he? Um, I thought so. I thought he at least came off for a little bit. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not really on any of them uh, for Denver or for Baltimore. I don't think there's anyone on Baltimore I ever target except for maybe Alex Collins, and uh, I know he's also banged up this week. So um, I'm not really on anyone for this game. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too. Not too interested in this game. Denver at Baltimore, like you said. Baltimore at home. Um, Baltimore five-and-a-half-point favorites with a 44-and-a-half over-under. Um, I'm not really interested in anybody from Denver. Um, I'd have to look into more if Emmanuel Sanders left last week's game. I didn't catch that. Um, but obviously, he's getting a lot of targets, which is good. Um, he'd be the only guy I would look at from their team. Um and this Lindsay guy that's getting a lot of touches out of the backfield for them. Um, I look right. at him. I don't even know what his price is on Fanduel. Let me check what it is. But like, but like you said, I usually don't touch anybody against Baltimore in Baltimore. Um, He's sixty four hundred on Fanduel. It's a little expensive for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I would say if he, if he was below six thousand, I would consider. Um, but at sixty four hundred, that's a little too much. I'd rather just. I mean, if you're going mid tier. You could probably just pay up another hundred bucks and go Chris Thompson if you wanted to in a better matchup. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't touch him against the Baltimore defense, which is decent. I mean, they did get destroyed by Dalton last week, but um, I think they're better than that. So I think they have a good showing this week against Denver. Um, on the Baltimore side, not really interested in anybody here. I think Joe Flacco is an awful quarterback. Um, He's elite, though. What? He's elite. Oh, he's that guy's garbage. I don't like him. I'll never play that guy. I don't care if he was free on Fanduel. Um, and like you said, Alex Collins. But I mean, the guy's getting vultured by Dixon and uh, what's the other guy's name? I think Buck Allen. Allen yeah, they, he's killing. Uh, Alex Collins is giving me a lot of headaches, especially in season long. So I have him in one league and. Yeah, they're getting down at the one yard line and handing it off to Buck Allen or Dixon. So I yeah, I think uh, Dixon's on IR now, but I thought I'll I'll say for season long, I thought Collins was going to be a good play this year. Oh, 100%. and he's truly disappointed me. <laughs> but yeah, for defense okay. standpoint, I'm pretty off this game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, so the last one o'clock game, super juicy. New Orleans at Atlanta. I think that is the second highest total, if I'm right. Oh, 100%. Yep. It's uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta's a three point favorite with the second highest total on the main slate at 53.5 over under. Yeah. That's. I mean, that is nice. Like, not only is it a super high total, but it's close. Oh, um, and so that says that they're going to be going back and forth quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely all over this game as well as that Kansas City-San Francisco game we talked about first. Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> touch on who you like, um, starting on maybe the Saints side. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, I mean, it's hard not to like Drew Brees. You know, he's been absolutely killing it. Uh, I love Drew Brees on DraftKings. He's, like, criminally underpriced. But FanDuel, he's, like, 8400 Um, And so, like we were saying earlier, you're already paying up that much. Do you pay down for Matt Ryan at $7,700, uh, who's probably going to have to throw a lot? Or do you pay up, uh, you know, or maybe Jimmy G or something? But Or do you pay up for... Mahomes or something like that. So he's kind of in a weird price point on FanDuel. 
um, which means you could see low ownership uh, if that's something you're into. But I don't. Obviously, he's safe for cash, but his ownership percentage doesn't make him super safe. He's not going to be chalky or anything. So, um, I, if at all possible, I'm jamming in Michael Thomas and uh, Kamara into my lineups. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, do you want to point out though? Since the New Orleans is on the road, um, typically Drew Brees does not play well um, on the road compared to at home. So, I mean, if you were looking at Drew Brees, as, who's 8,500 on FanDuel compared to Matt Ryan, who's 7,700 on FanDuel, I would rather take Matt Ryan um, for even cash games. Uh, and he absolutely dominated the Panthers' defense last week. Um yeah, two rushing touchdowns is a fluke for him for sure. Okay. But that's padded it a little bit, but still. Um He looked he looked a hell of a lot better than he did week one, where he just honestly he looked like he I don't know, he looked like he lost a lot of arm strength, but yeah. week two, uh he looked a lot better. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely think I would go Ryan over Breeze. Um and then staying on the New Orleans side, I think Michael Thomas is an absolute lock. Um the dude's getting the dude's hauling in mid-team t- uh, receptions and having ridiculous amount of targets that um, I don't care what his price is. The guy's the guy's, the guy's killing it. Um, He's a monster. And then even, that's a, that's a guy. <laughs> and then even Kamara, I think, is a, another great play. Um, I would probably lean, if you're choosing one or the other, I'd go with Thomas over Kamara. Um, and then on the Atlanta side, like I said, I like Matt Ryan. Um at 7,700 on FanDuel. Um, Tyvin Coleman is a little little too much for me on FanDuel, I would say, at 7,300. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Freeman doesn't play again. Um, but then I also do like Julio Jones. Um, I don't think Julio Jones will be chalk at all. Obviously, people are going to play Thomas over him. But yep. um Definitely Julio Jones, nice GPP pivot off of Thomas, or even if you wanted to jam both of them in, but then you would have to pay down at running back, which for cash I wouldn't recommend, but those are the no. like in this game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend paying down at running back for cash either, but you can make a sexy little game stack in this game if you think about it. Like, you know, I mean, uh, you play Matt Ryan at quarterback, you jam in Julio and Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Um, you know, to kind of bring it back a little bit. And then you have like, you know, your Brita and your uh, Corey Clement and stuff like that. So um, it's possible you can make a, you can make a pretty cool GPP uh, based like almost entirely off of this game. So, um, but it's, it's hard to get bad plays from this game unless you're paying a little too cheap, but all the studs are in play for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Anything else you want to touch on in this game? I don't think so. Uh, you know, targeted heavily along with the San Francisco Kansas City game. Both of those games are going to be pretty chalky. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely agree with you there. Um, so that I think I think you said that's it for the one p.m. games. Yeah. Yep. So then, just basically continuing on onto the main slate. Um, yeah, the afternoon games are a little trashy. But. Yeah, I mean. I'll, like you said, this isn't a video, um, but looking at this next game, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> being Tennessee at Jacksonville, um, so those are one point favorite. I didn't catch the over under on this. I don't think it was out yet. Wait, Jacksonville's a one point favorite? Yeah, I, I saw that. I I was like, I don't know if this is right, but that's what it said. It's like the lock of the century when it comes to bets. Like oh, put everything on. What on earth? Let me recheck it unless I just misunderstood, but I swear it was Jacksonville one uh, one point favorite at home against Tennessee. I think earlier this week I did hear the line was like closer than anyone would think. Uh, I don't really have Yeah, it's Jacksonville one one point favorite and I don't, they don't have the over under on it yet, but I this wow. I don't like this game at all. Yeah, if you can get anything less than three, as far as if you're a betting person, like lock that in for Jacksonville. I I don't understand that at all. I think Tennessee's trash. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, on a DFS standpoint, anybody in this game that catches? Uh, I'll be honest. It depends on if Fournette plays. If Fournette's out, um, Tennessee's pass defense is pretty suspect. And I made a lineup that I did not hate at all with Bortles and D.D. Westbrook. Um, so, like, you know, they're, I don't want to say that they're cash plays at all, but um, if you're going to look at anyone in this game on either side of the ball, it would be maybe Jacksonville players. And that's dependent on, like, news and other things but you know they're not going to really have to score many points on tennessee jacksonville's defense is probably going to put in some serious work oh yeah yeah um you mentioned bortles i mean i me personally i don't i don't like him and he did torch my patriots last week which our the patriots defense isn't isn't that good um, but it was shocking to see him throw, I think, for four touchdowns and almost 400 yards. Agreed. Yeah, he does that when Fournette doesn't play, but he also had to put up points. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. They're not going to run the ball, but... Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he is super cheap on FanDuel at 67. Right? I know, man. He's so it, it lets you get- He could get you, like... He can go off and have, like, a 30-point game or he could go off for, like seven or eight points and your lineups are done and you could basically delete your FanDuel app after that. Yep. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like I really liked my lineup with him and DD Westbrook, but a lot would have to go right. Yeah. You would have to have all your other guys go off and then hopefully they have like a decent average game to get you a couple of points here and there. But yeah, other than maybe Bortles, I'm, I'm off this, I'm off this game completely. Yep, understandable. Um, Dallas-Seattle, I think I'm the same way uh, on that game. I think that game is actually the ugliest of the entire day um, because like, they both just play so slow and neither of them are you know, going to put up points. They're not going to run a lot of plays. It's like, it's usually something you look at in NBA a lot. Like both of us are, you know, hardcore NBA. And like, usually you're looking at pace and you're looking at number of possessions and stuff like that. And like, neither of these teams do those things very well. Mm-hmm. Seattle looks like a dumpster fire right now. Oh yeah. They're, I mean, you could, I mean, you could probably play Dallas's defense as a risky GPP one, but since, yep. since Seattle does not look good, I mean, Russell Wilson's running around the pocket, wondering for his life out there, but, um, that tight end though that they have, he's getting a lot of targets. What's his name? Like Drillsy or something? Oh yeah, yeah. He um that would be the punt tight end. Um and it's funny because like I don't think he was ever expected to be like their quote unquote offensive tight end, kinda like Jesse James for the Steelers wasn't expected to be that. Um but yeah, Will Disley. He's only forty six hundred on FanDuel, um, because they played on Monday night. And so the pricing was already set for Sunday. Yeah, it's super cheap. So I think otherwise, like, he would be, I don't want to say significantly more expensive, but honestly, he'd probably be, like, around the Doyle territory. All right, so uh, we're talking about Dallas and Seattle. We got a little distracted there because the Browns actually won a football game. Uh, And I am going to have to go back and watch that because I guess Baker Mayfield, my wife, was telling me Baker actually actually looked really good. And, um, you know, I guess I'm not that surprised by that because I thought he was great when they drafted him, but they finally won a game. So it looks like they're going to get their free Bud Light, but – Dallas, Seattle. Um, you know, I got I got nothing on that game. Um, they're super slow, like I was saying. Nobody really, you know, it, it's kind of like NBA where you look at pace, and uh, they're just they have none. They're they're both sides of the ball are really slow. Um, you know, Zeke's going to get a lot of touches and stuff, but he hasn't done a lot with them so far this year. So uh, I just don't see a point in playing anyone from either either side of this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, 
right there with you. Um, like I said, Zeke probably getting a lot of touches, but at 8,200 on FanDuel, I'd rather have other guys around him, Barkley, Hunt, McCaffrey, Kamara, and all these other guys. So kind of off him, kind of off the whole game in total, except for maybe that little Drizzly guy from the Seahawks who's super cheap. Um, and that's just a straight punt if you wanted to – straight dartboard punt it um yeah disley disley is a good punt uh at tight end for sure i would agree with that he's much cheaper than he should be yeah definitely (laughs) Um, going to the next game here on our main slate let's go to um the los angeles chargers at the los angeles rams um the Rams are seven point favorites with a 48 and a half under over under. Um, crazy because I mean, like, I don't know. The Chargers are not bad. Obviously, their defense is struggling right now because they have some injuries, but the Chargers aren't bad. The Rams are just that good. Like, it's a big deal in the NFL if you're favored by more than like four and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, from this game, like I said, the Chargers aren't – their offense isn't terrible. Um, and I probably wouldn't be on anybody from the Chargers um, in cash, especially with that Rams defense being so good. Yeah. Um, on the other side, obviously, you have Todd Gurley, who's an absolute monster animal. Um, Highest-priced guy in FanDuel at 9,300, I mean – even last week, it came down to, the, to a decision if you wanted to go Kamara Gurley. Obviously, both were great plays last week. Um, once again, they're great plays this week. Obviously, the, the top two running backs on FanDuel. Um, so it's definitely going to be another tough, tough decision. I mean, you could try to jam both of them in. I mean, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but both are in smash spots, especially Gurley, I think. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't care what defense this guy's playing. He's He's going to smash. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like you were saying last week, both guys were great plays. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> if you go, if you went with Kamara, it was much more difficult to cash than if you went with Gurley. I think every Gurley line I saw cashed because he scored three touchdowns and he didn't even play the whole game. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I think Gurley is uh, pretty close to a lock. Uh, I, I think I'd take him over Kamara, like you were saying earlier. You still want a piece of that game? You go Michael Thomas, um, and you get your piece there. So, right, um, and I, I do think the Chargers give it up on the on, in the air. Obviously, Mahomes. I think Mahomes torched them. Obviously, the first game when they played them. Um, so they're definitely you definitely get with you could definitely get to. Uh, that Chargers defense through the air. But, I mean, they have so many receivers, you don't know who's going to go off. I mean, they have Brandon Cooks now. They have Robert Woods, Cooper Nup, I think his name is. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I was looking at him on FanDuel, and I think he's he's the cheaper, the cheapest out of them, I believe. Yeah, at 6,300. Um, I mean, he's, he's, getting, he's getting a decent amount of targets. He got nine his first game. He got six against last week. Um with one touchdown in two games. I mean, I just, I don't think any of them are cash plays. Um, I, mean, I think Wood, Woods and Cup both have like very safe floors. Um, yeah. You know, what, yeah. what you're looking for in cash, but I just, <clears throat> you're also looking for ownership in cash to be safe. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't think that either of them are going to be very highly owned. So they also don't, don't take that to mean that they're good GPP plays because they don't really have much of a ceiling, in my opinion. Robert Woods might um, have a bit of a ceiling, but uh, I'm with you. Like they're they're technically safe for cash, but they're not going to be high enough owned to have that full on safety net underneath you with the percentage and with the chalk and stuff. Right, and then obviously you're not going to stack Jared Goff with them, so there's really no point of playing a Rams receiver. Um, unless you wanted to go blind with it. Um, um, there's a lot better options around Goff's price on FanDuel. Uh, Matt Ryan's $100 more. So um, I would I would just think you have to go 100% girly in this game. Yes. Yeah. Just move on. Yep. I agree, man. 
All right, last game of the slate, we got the Bears and the Cardinals. This game almost made me barf a little bit. Uh, <laughs> There's a couple of them, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy to <laughs> uh, I will say that, um, you know, the Bears have actually looked decent, and the Cardinals have looked like hot, hot garbage, like just so bad, um, which is weird because I thought that with the way that Sam Bradford plays, uh, which isn't terribly dissimilar to Alex Smith from like a statistical standpoint and like air yards and all that stuff. I kind of thought that David Johnson would be a lot better this year than he is, but they have no idea what they're doing. So, um, and the bears defense with Khalil Mack is just like disgusting. So if you want a GPP pivot defense, I would definitely go with the bears, even though they're on the road here. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, this game is another one of those games that isn't very interesting from just a game in general. Chicago at Arizona. Chicago is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. And the over-under on this game is a 38, which is the lowest um, oh. <laughs> on the slate, which that's, that's the reason why I barfed. Um, so bad. Not really on the Bears' offense. I mean, Arizona has not been very good um, at all. Um, to start the year, um, I'm trying to think who I would suggest in their offense. Um, I mean, it's hard. You can't trust, like, you know, I know season long, like earlier this year, people were all over Trey Burton, Trey Boo Boo, but like he hasn't been consistent at all. Like, I don't think you can go with that. Um, right. you know, so Allen Robinson's getting a lot of targets. Um, but I mean, I assume he's going to be covered by Patrick Peterson most of the day. Like I'm not that into that. Right. Um, trying to see what Howard's. Yeah. Jordan Howard is 7,400 on FanDuel. Probably I do like him. too much for me. I, I like him as a mid, uh, as a mid play. They were saying, uh, this week that they need to get more, they need to get him more touches. It's a great week to do it too, with the Arizona defense yeah. not being very good. Exactly, like not a cash play. I don't think. Um, no, you know, um, I'm looking at him more on DK. But <clears throat> if you want a mid mid tier running back, mid price running back, like I don't mind him at all. Just not a cash guy, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, you definitely touched on it. The only thing really in this game that I'm taking a hard look at is that Bears defense, who's absolutely been scary. The start yeah. years with Khalil Mack, that dude's an absolute beast. He's a monster, dude. And Arizona's offense has not been good. Um, I mean, anytime you have Sam Bradford under center, it's not going to be a fluid offense. Yeah. Um, and the Bears are rel- relatively cheap on FanDuel. They're only forty three hundred, so you get a decent you get a decent savings if you wanted to pivot down from Minnesota. Um, I mean, right now as as we speak, I'm probably looking to take that Bears defense um, on FanDuel over Minnesota, depending if I need that six hundred or, or not. I haven't really tried to con- construct my lineup um, yet, but. It's definitely something I'm considering is saving that extra 600 and spending it up somewhere else um, to possibly get a better player, maybe at running back, quarterback, or receiver. Um, so I think I'm locking in that Bears defense, actually. Yeah, I feel like last year, um, you know, or I'm sorry, a few years back, it was easier to punt defenses. And then last year, the Jaguars taught us, like, not to do that, like pay for your defense, um, you know, and I think – Bears and Vikings are just in such good positions this week, uh, and Jaguars too against the Titans. But um, you know those are those are who you should focus on. And I I just I really really like the Bears for a GPP pivot defense. Like they might see some ownership, um, but it's not going to be the same ownership that you see from Minnesota or even Jacksonville probably. So yeah, yeah, I definitely think. Like you said, those three defenses are the defenses you either have to pick from one of those three, uh, Vikings, Jags, or Bears. I think anything other than those three are considered are going to be considered super low-owned um, defenses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that definitely wraps up our main slate games. Yeah, um, unfortunate that we, uh, that we end on such a sour note with the uh, – 
a 38 point total. <laughs> you know, make sure you keep an eye out for PK's uh, primetime article, and he'll get you all prepped for the Sunday night and Monday night slate. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have articles coming out probably from, I think Monstars might have already put out his article for Maine. <clears throat> so make sure you check that out. Um, you know, Sriracha usually likes to put out a 1 p.m. only article. So we got all kinds of content coming your way. Just keep your eyes peeled and keep following Top Notch Fantasy. Yeah. Um, like you said, Kia, CK, Xavier, DFS will definitely have a primetime article. These two games are super juicy. Um, a lot of good plays in these two games with New England at Detroit, Pittsburgh at Tampa. Um, so watch out for that. Um, Watch out for our NFL cheat sheet, which will include all of us, um, all of our plays, our top cash play, top value, top GP play at every position. Um, That should be coming out sometime tomorrow, I would assume, maybe late afternoon, early evening. Um, Yeah. And also remember to sign up for Top Notch Premium. It's only, guys, it's only 10 bucks a month. You get cheat sheets, you get live chat, you get. all these articles, you get access to all of us. Um, if you guys need help or anything, it's only 10 bucks a month. Definitely worth it, I think, if you're making your own lineups um, and just try to, trying to become a better DFS player. Yeah, I mean, the, the cheat sheet alone is probably worth like 30 bucks a month, not even kidding, because you can build uh, straight up like probably the perfect cash game lineup off of it. And you can build all kinds of different GPP lineups and stuff off of it, like sprinkle in the mixes and the values and the cash plays and the GPP plays and stuff. Like, it's it's worth it, you know. And you get it from. Well, are there five of us on it? Six of us on it? Like, you know. So you're you're getting all kinds of stuff. Yeah, these are five or six. I'm not sure. I can't count in my head, but yeah, something like that. You get all basically all of our plays at every position. Who we think is our top cash play. Um, GPP play value and stuff like that. So, like you said, I think it's definitely worth that. That cheat sheet alone is worth more than the whole package um, of ten bucks per month on top of the live chats and all these other articles that were given out uh, over the weekend. Yep. So, uh, you know, hit us up with any feedback or anything like that, or anything you want to hear maybe on the next podcast or anything that you want to see. And uh, other than that. Good luck. Stay cashing.